This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Lily Lukow. And I'm Carlos Martinez. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tiwa people. Wow, it has been almost a full year of being in a global deadly pandemic. And one topic that we're hearing so much more of is self-care. We brought some GJ Youth members together to talk about what self-care looks like and means to youth. Also, how can self-care be equitable? How does economics and race equity play into who can get it and who can't? In our GJ Youth Roundtable discussion, participants include Marumita Santanam, Bianca Mitchell, Darmes Dominguez, and Zan Dixon. Listen in as they share self-care practices, perspectives, how they have grown since the pandemic started, and more. We asked 18-year-old Lily Luca, my co-host and our youth facilitator of this conversation, to share her thoughts on what she has learned about self-care with you. And we have an amazing healing playlist curated especially for you. That's right. It's starting with Keep Your Head Up by Andy Grammer and Forgive Myself by Sam Smith. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. You gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. I know it's hard, no, it's hard to remember sometimes. But you gotta keep your head up, oh, and you can let your head down, hey. Till I wake up in the morning, you're all that I see. Self-care is important because it starts conversations about all the varying practices that can help us heal and grow. This roundtable discussion with youth creates a conversation about self-care from a race equity lens, exploring the expectations and privilege that surrounds the idea of self-care and if it's appropriate to ever expect everyone or anyone to be able to partake in it. Here's my co-host, Lily Lucco, facilitating a roundtable discussion with GJ members Bianca Mitchell, Darmes Dominguez, Zan Dixon, and Madumita Santana. Hi, everyone. My name is Lily Lucow. I'm 18 years old, and I'm going to be leading um, the discussion as the facilitator today. And I go by the pronouns she, hers. I identify as white. And I've been with Generation Justice for over three years. Hi, my name is Bianca Mitchell. I am 16 and I identify as Mexican-American Chicana. Um, I attend homeschooling uh, and uh, educational uh, work at the Central New Mexico Community College. Um, I've been with GJ for maybe three to four years now. And my pronouns are she, hers. I can go next. Um, my name is Madhumita Santanam, but I go by Madhum. I'm 18 years old and I go to Cottonwood Classical Preparatory School. Um, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I've been with Generation Justice for about two years now. Um, my name is Zan Dixon. Um, I'm, my pronouns are he, him, his. 
11 with Generation Justice for three years, I think, at the end of, yeah, three years by August, so yeah. Um, my name is Jar Mays Dominguez. I go to Santa Fe Schools for the Arts and Sciences. Um, I'm okay with any pronouns. Uh, and I identify as Hispanic. Oh, and I'm 14. Thank you so much for all of your introductions. Now I'm gonna be introducing the topic that we're gonna be discussing, self-care a little bit more, and we'll jump into the questions. Self-care has been a topic of discussion now more than ever, but it is important when discussing self-care that we keep this conversation open. Not everyone has the same lived experiences. With so much time with ourselves and uncertainty in our world, what are the positive ways we are dealing with this moment? And is self-care a possibility for you right now? So now I'm going to begin with our first question. How has your relationship with yourself grown during this past year? Um, I would say it's grown a lot. I've grown a lot closer to myself being uh, quarantined uh, for mo more than a year by myself. Um, I'm an only child, so I have my cats. <laughs> and so I've learned myself a lot more in how to, you know, be okay with being alone. Cause I was, I'm a people person. And so it's been quite, quite a, quite a rough patch, but I've gotten a lot better in knowing myself and what makes me happy and knowing how to get out of slumps and how to move forward in my life. Thank you so much, Bianca. I love that you said that you've been more comfortable with being alone. I think that's really similar for a lot of people. Honestly, I was having a lot of trouble thinking about like how I've grown because I feel like there have been some positive and some negative. I think positive wise, I've definitely, I think become, uh, I've taken up more opportunities in my life and I've, um, I put more trust in myself because I think the reason why I don't really accept opportunities is because I'm fearful that I'll make a mistake. So I think I've really grown um, during this like pandemic and like quarantine to really take up opportunities and have more trust in myself. And I think in terms of like negative stuff, I feel like since I haven't been interacting with anyone, I've really become really antisocial. And I think that's kind of really made me really quiet. And I feel like I don't talk a lot. And I think that's really like affected my relationship with myself. But I think that there are both negative and positives. I'll go next. Uh, I think since like, I guess since the pandemic started, I feel like my relationship with myself has kind of not changed a lot. Like, I guess I talk to myself more if that counts, but, but it hasn't really changed. So, yeah. I definitely know my limits more now, I guess. Like I know when to push myself and I know when I've reached my limit, that makes sense. Definitely, thank you so much for that, Dar. We can move on to the next question now, if you guys are ready, um, which is what is an important practice you've added into your daily, weekly, monthly life, if you have added one? This is gonna sound weird, cause you know, we're at home and you could do this a lot if you wanted to, but I've, made it more of um, a time to be with my like doing stuff that I enjoy since school has kind of taken over home and social life it feels as though I don't have a place to be like 
alone or not alone, but working. So watching TV and um, sleeping, I've added that into my, my weekly schedule to make sure I give time for myself. Um, I think for me, um, two things that I have done are, I think one, I'm spending more time with my family and I actually communicate with them more than I did before the pandemic, which has been a good thing. And I think another thing is I have been taking more walks and I usually didn't do a lot of that before because I didn't have a lot of time. But now that I do, I've been like exercising more and like going out of the house. Like, and I feel like by doing that, I'm reflecting more and I really am thinking about like what I can do better in life. So I think it's been a good thing. Uh, I think one thing I think I've started doing for myself or and I got or started doing like as routinely is at least like once a week sometimes I guess like yeah well, at least once a week I'll listen to like discography of like one artist <laughs> like their entire discography and like rank their albums for some reason but it's fun but yeah I love that Zan let's talk about how you try to take care of yourself have you binge watched any shows? Have you learned to bake or cook? Have you practiced spirituality or prayer? I'll go first. Um, I started streaming on Twitch, playing video games and creating a community for people to come uh, and interact with me. I can go next. Um, I think one thing I've been doing is I've been doing a lot more art and um, what else? I've been also watching a lot of uh, movies and TV shows about history and like social issues around the world which I really find interesting so I feel like I'm gaining like more perspectives about like the world around us so yeah um I can go next I've been playing a lot of uh piano and listening to a lot of music as well as writing and watching Grey's Anatomy uh just a lot of stuff that helps calm me down thank you guys so much how do you each define self-care? I think my definition um, for self-care is being okay with where you stand and knowing your emotional state and where you stand with that and how you're able to help yourself with that in any sort of way that makes you happy. Um, being healthy as in your physical state as well, not uh sleep eating correctly exercise and all that and making sure you're doing okay in both yeah I agree with that um I think for me uh, my definition of self-care would be probably taking care of yourself physically mentally and emotionally and making sure that your needs are net and not just yourself but maybe the other people that are important to you and uh, the other people in your life. I really like that you added um, about your the people around you. It, it didn't even think about that. Is the concept of self-care privilege? A lot of you guys were listing um, different things that we think self-care is, like making sure all of your needs are met when really some people don't have the ability to do that. Um, not really a privilege. It's more like... Um... Because it's not like, I mean, a privilege is something you're like, almost like born with, like, like, it's something you, it's not something you can create on your own, right? If you have privilege, you have it, but like self care, even if 
you're not like born with the ability to always do it. There's always ways you can make that happen for yourself in self-care. It's more like about caring for yourself. I don't really think it's a privilege. I mean, if it's a privilege, it's, I don't really see it as one. Like, I feel like you can create it for yourself. What do you guys think about Zan's response? Do you agree or do you disagree with that? I, I disagree. I think self-care is a privilege. Not everybody has that, um, what is it called? That the support, you know, mental, You some people can't physic, like physically support themselves mentally. They need that extra support. Or um, physically, You maybe somebody's depressed and they can't, you know, get out of bed because they, they're sad. You need that push to get out of bed and care for yourself. It, it is a privilege to be able to have that the people there for you to support you when you need that help. Thank you guys for sharing. I really think that all of your perspectives on that issue are really important because there are so many different ways we can look at what self-care is and um, also how people should implement that into their lives. And that can really differ person to person. So it's great to hear from you all. Has social media brought you comfort or stress? Let's start with Dar first. Um, I myself don't really have any social media. Um, I'm more of a bookworm. But from what I've seen in a lot of my friends, it's kind of mixed. Uh, on one hand, they are communicating um, with other people uh, with whom they might not see on a regular basis. But then there's also a lot of like comparing uh, oneself on social media. Zan, what about you? I guess both, because like on the one hand, I mean, sometimes I guess it kind of makes you feel down about yourself, like only, but it's not always like that. I kind of like, I guess it depends on the person. Really, I feel like overall for a lot of people, it does cause discomfort and stuff like that. They continue, like, but people will still continue to use it because there's always reasons, you know, but I feel like it causes a lot of other people discomfort. I don't get a lot of discomfort from it because I don't really follow anything that makes me feel like a lot of, or realize or think about a lot of social norms and stuff. For me, it's a bit of both as well. Um, I don't really look at it as comparing myself. I look at it as a form of business as well. Um, having to post a specific time of day, and that can be quite stressful and overwhelming because you feel as though you want that to succeed. And it's my way of communicating with friends as well. Yeah, I agree with everyone. I think for me, social media can be a really great thing because I think it really brings everyone together. And I also feel like I get to um, look at other people's talents and uh, really um, gather a better perspective. And I, I really learn a lot from it. But I think it also can be difficult and I think it also can give me stress personally because there are a lot of like opinions that sometimes I don't really agree with or that I personally have a lot of um, thoughts about. So that sort of gives me stress. But I think, yeah, for the most part, I think it would be both for me. Thank you, Madhu. What have you learned about your family or your loved ones that you are close to during this time? Oh, that they don't like know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I learned my mom doesn't know me like at all because she used to always tell me I know you better than you know yourself but like 
after real like after living with her for like I guess half the time living with her all year I realized that she like doesn't know me yeah do you think that she's coming to know you more now through understanding things about you that she didn't know before yeah but like it's more like learning about like yeah me as a person or like different things about me like I I guess she kind of assumed that because I, I sometimes I'm pretty so I'm a, I'm a fairly social person sometimes but she like assumes that like at school I'm just as social as I am at home and in certain spaces thank you Sam it's quite the opposite for me actually I realize how much they know me <laughs> um like they can tell when I'm sadder when you know realizing that we're more of a team now because um, when I when I went to school, it was mostly just seeing them maybe every an hour every day, coming home from school and work. So I think now it's realizing that we're all on a team together and how much we've gotten to know each other and how much we all have in common. Dar, what about you? We don't know each other more or less, I guess. We don't talk often. Um, it. We used to talk a lot more before the pandemic, but I guess we all just kind of shut down and yeah. Thank you for being so honest about that, Dar. So um, one more question I want to ask is what you have learned about yourself. We kind of covered this at the beginning, but it's a little bit different. I can start, I guess. Um, I definitely learned that my space means a lot a lot more than it did like before the pandemic uh especially because we're all in the same house together and it just kind of like everyone assumes oh well since we're in the same house we just you know can go through each other's things and whatnot and I realize that's not really the case. Madhu what about you? Um I think for me one thing I've learned to do over the pandemic or over this year is to be more motivated. And I feel like it was very difficult, especially in the beginning, to be motivated because we're not really going anywhere. And it's just hard to like get through life without like going anywhere and going to school and everything. So I think by doing that, I think I've made like a schedule on like what I need to do and like what I need to get done. And I think that's really helped me. And so I think being motivated is something I've learned over this year. I've learned about myself that I need to value time and other people's time, my time, and is in time in general. You know, when to do things, when not to do things, when should I hang out with this person, and, you know, respecting other people's time as well. Something that I just want to ask that's just like a fun little question is, Zan, you had been talking about how you were listening to albums and kind of like ranking them and comparing which one you like the best. Is there one that you would like recommend to us or one that you think is the best from the ones that you've listened to at all? Uh, no, not really. Because my, my, I don't think you guys have like anywhere close to the same taste as me. <laughs> so You don't know that though. Just, just tell us. You well, might be surprised. I can say though, that um that okay I'm gonna say it's indirectly because I don't really think it's his music but like I feel like I've started to appreciate Kanye as a genius <laughs> genius musically but um indirectly I guess he saved my life because it's not his music 
but like Kid Cudi, you know. But I guess that's like the, I mean that's not him, but I mean it comes from him. Like if it wasn't for him, I don't really think he never we never would have made that music, but or gotten famous and stuff. So, yeah. I love his new album. So we do have maybe more similar tastes than you thought. So, <laughs> I love his music. Me too. <laughs> Um, are there any last words that you guys want to share or just thoughts that you have about this topic of self-care and specifically looking at it at, it, at a perspective um, from racial equity? And if there's anything else you just want to say about yourself, a hobby you have, anything like that, just keeping it really open. I think it's awesome that uh, GJ lets you talk about self-care as well because I don't think a lot of people think about youth having that um, healthcare, not healthcare, self-care, and like, things like that, and I think it's really awesome that GJ has that, and open, opening our eyes, and opening other people's eyes, and um, yeah, and from a youth point of view. I love that you said that. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. I think you asked something about race and self-care, too, like racial. I feel like um, part of that is, or, not, or I guess connected to that is the lack of, like, mental health, like, um, physicians like lack of therapists and stuff like that and how expensive a lot of mental health care is like that that may play a role in that you know because generally people who are people of color right but like I feel like it's harder to get therapy and different things like that or like anything to improve because how little there is of that in the country and how hard it is to get that sometimes yeah um just adding a little bit on to that and just for people in general especially in a pandemic when there's like no like therapy um, for people who are like really struggling out there, uh, that's like really not great. Um, Cause like the longer you're struggling by yourself, the more withdrawn you can become. And like, you won't, you'll stop talking to people and things will just get worse. And then as time goes on, you'll just try to like press that back and yeah, suppress that. Uh, and then further down the road, it's going to come back and you're not going to know how to deal with it. And it's going to be that much harder. Thank you both for bringing up those points. I think those are both two really big issues that really should be addressed right now. Madhu, do you want to share your last words for the night? I just I just want to say I really like this and I really enjoy getting to know everyone else's perspective. Thank you, Zan Dixon, Bianca Mitchell, Dar Mays Dominguez, and Madhu Santanam. For this really amazing discussion, I really value all of your perspectives. And I think that this conversation with us as all youth really exemplifies the point that we have these really valuable perspectives that are worth sharing. You all have these really interesting understandings of your own growth and change through this pandemic. And I think that is so valuable. And even if you don't feel like that you've changed that much, that's valuable too. This is a really difficult time for all of us. And I really appreciate you taking the time to just share your own experiences. Thank you to all of our participants for this awesome and informative self-care roundtable. Bianca Mitchell, Darmes Dominguez, Zan Dixon, and Madomito Santano. I really enjoyed listening to every participant's perspective. It is important to acknowledge that every single person has their own concept of self-care and we have to respect it. Let's get back to tonight's special playlist. Last Sunday, March 7th, we celebrated International Women's Day. To honor women, we bring you Mi Presente y Mi Futuro 
by international vocal artist Lupe Mendoza. Welcome back to Generation Justice, broadcasting on 89.9 KUNM-FM. Tonight, we focus on what self-care looks like and means to youth. Now, 18-year-old Lily Lukau shares her thoughts and what she has learned about self-care. Self-care is a difficult topic to discuss because of the expectations and privilege that surround it. There is a very limited yet common viewpoint that many hold about self-care. This is worth exploring to uncover what true self-care is and consider if it is appropriate to expect everyone to be able to partake in it. Self-care is not necessarily just bubble baths. For some people, self-care is simply having a warm bed to sleep in at night. These two ideas express opposing ends of a spectrum of care or needs, which reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It suggests that we need our foundational needs met for the base of the pyramid to be filled in as Maslow visualized before we can consider our needs on tiers higher up. This hierarchy starts with the most basic physiological needs, air, water, food, shelter. Up from that is then safety and security. And from there it goes all the way up to self-fulfillment and motivation. The top tiers encompass some of what we typically think of as self-care, like reading for pleasure, painting, or meditating. However, The base tiers are especially important to point out because many people struggle with not having access to shelter, food, running water, or heat. And with that brings a lack of security. A lack of security can also come from current or previous trauma from abuse, bullying, familial instability, and more. When people don't have access to these essential pillars of need and to basic security, how can they be expected to go do yoga or get a facial? That is not to say that only some people are deserving of this narrow idea of self-care, but it is inaccessible to a large population of people. This has led me to write a critique less on self-care, but rather on the lack of access people have to housing, food, and security. The quote-unquote luxuries of self-care are all things that every person should be able to participate in if they wish, but the fact that eating balanced meals, spending time outdoors, exploring, practicing spirituality, and spending time with yourself and loved ones are all seen as extra and unattainable to many is deeply upsetting. We are not supposed to live without giving time to ourselves, slowing down, going outside, breathing fresh air, and eating balanced food. So why is it that some or all of these practices are withheld from or inaccessible to many people? What kind of language do you use when discussing topics of self-care? Have you ever judged someone for not partaking in the level of self-care you are able to? I know I have. Having this conversation and asking these questions not only helps to address inequity and the lack of focus placed on well-being in our society, but also how those factors play out in our language, judgment, and expectations of others. 
there is nothing wrong with you if you cannot participate in self-care or if you don't want to. Self-care holds a different meaning to everyone. And because everyone is their own individual person, it makes sense that the way we care for ourselves is unique and specific to each of us. I believe that instead of focusing the conversation around the self, these conversations about self-care should be looking at access to care because placing the responsibility and blame on each individual for not partaking leads to shame, division, and a lack of health and healing for everyone. Our next songs of the night were chosen by GJ member Madomita Santana. Here is Love You Sindagi from Dear Sindagi by Jasmine Royal, followed by Patka Guri from Highway by the Nuren Sisters. Close our program, we have a couple of announcements for you. Earthcare is leading a community resistance to the asphalt plant expansion in Santa Fe's Southside neighborhood. There will be a virtual public hearing at 4 p.m. on March 22nd to take evidence on the application for the air quality construction permit for Associated Asphalt and Materials LLC's Santa Fe facility. The public hearing will be presided over by hearing officer Gregory Chikalian. The public may submit comments by email to Pamela Jones Hearing Clerk at pamela.jones at state.nm.us. That's pamela.jones at state.nm.us. If you would like to participate in the hearing on March 22nd, you can contact EarthCare by emailing communityhealthsantafe at gmail.com. For more information about EarthCare's campaign, go to the website earthcarenm.org slash community health. Carlos, have you signed up for the COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, it was very easy. The first step is to register. You can visit cvvaccine.nmhealth.org to sign up. Then you can fill out your profile information and wait for your turn. That's right. Once you receive a notification, you can schedule your appointment and get vaccinated. What's the website again, Carlos? Listeners can visit cvvaccine.nmhealth.org to register and to learn more about the vaccine. Remember, COVID-19 vaccines are an essential tool to help stop the global deadly pandemic. That's it for our community calendar.
We hope you've enjoyed this hour of Youth Voices. We'd like to thank the Youth Roundtable participants, Madomito Santana, Bianca Mitchell, Darmaid Dominguez, and Zan Dixon. A special thank you to my co-host, Lily Lucal, for her great commentary and for facilitating the Roundtable. Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Roberta Rael with production assistance from Barbara Ramirez and editing support from Roman Garcia. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We're also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Con Elma Health Foundation, the NAE Casey Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. Our opening song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. Our last song of the night includes Diosa Morena by New Mexican mental health therapist and musician Antonia Montoya, followed by Prayers by Wakeso. I'm Carlos Martinez. And I'm Lily Lukau. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico, and remember to sign off for the COVID vaccine. shelter run a plate of food when i pray i mean in every word i say we living in this world that's full of predators and prey they found a lump in my mom's breast don't take her away she's all i got left i pray when i come out my parents understand my choices i pray i put the pills away and i escape the poison rest in peace my brother i still pray for you you passed away the week your lady had a baby due